Well, after a summer of Oireachtas committee hearings, RT board and senior management are again in the crosshairs of the politicians as they interrogate the 450,000 exit package of former Chief Financial Officer Breed O'Keefe and ask about others, notably former Director of Strategy Rory Coveney and his departure deal. The Minister for Media, Catherine Martin, was questioned about the RT controversies in the Dáil by Sinn Féin TD Imelda Munster, who also asked for her view on whether former CFO Breedo O'Keefe should pay back some of that €450,000 exit payment. For accountability, I, I think what's really needed is the other key players need to come forward to, to the committees um, and uh, whether it is a case they're unavailable or when they are in better state of health, uh, I think... That, that's what's needed, that accountability for, from those. But appointment of staff to the leadership team in RT is a matter for the DG, and I'm not going to second-guess his judgment um, on this matter. Um, what I, I would say in relation to the exit package that was revealed yesterday, there may not be a, a legal uh, obligation um, on the former CFO, but uh, I would concur that there is a, a moral obligation. Minister Catherine Martin. Brian Stanley is Chair of the Public Accounts Committee is on the line. And good morning, Brian Stanley. Good morning, Mary. Uh, and you know, you, the Minister, your political colleagues, you may all be outraged and Kevin Backhurst and the staff in RTE may be outraged and the public is outraged. But if Brido O'Keefe's departure package is in line with the 2017 voluntary exit package, though not approved by the Executive Board, isn't that it? It's her money. She's entitled to keep it. Well, legally, that may be the case. Uh, but I think what's enraging people is, and uh, what I feel frustrated about is that we have had almost eight months of drip feed of information from RTE at this point. And you will recall many times throughout last summer, I called a, I called an RTE to put all of the information up on the table, any deals, any malpractice, all information regarding false accountancy or, and everything else, or secret payments or concealed payments or private deals should all be put on the table. Had that been done, uh, we would be able to draw a line with all of this and RT move on uh, because we do need to protect public sector broadcasting. Uh, we do need to protect the jobs in RT. We do need to ensure that that's there. But we're facing a situation where we're getting bits of information bit by bit. We knew before uh, the Oireachtas hearing this week that the figure was in excess of 400,000. I suppose for the viewers, for the public to see it, uh, Kevin Backhurst, the Director General, actually stating this in public would be, you know, would be a shock maybe to a lot of the public. Um, but nothing shocks me at this stage. But I think what we have to see is this, is, is that the, this this deal, this deal with Breed O'Keefe, there was no business case for it. Um, the, the, uh, the, post, the post wasn't advertised, um, you know, uh, in terms of the post. The post uh, was filled straight away by, mm. but, you know, she stepped out and another CFO stepped in. Which meant that, which meant that the, uh, you know, there was no saving whatsoever here. Mm. Whatever talk there is about restructuring, this is a, the position here was the CFO, the chief financial officer. One chief financial officer stepped out, another one stepped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was her choice. It was a voluntary exit. Uh, and there was I, uh, no case whatsoever. Yeah. It wasn't and what I'm trying, what I'm trying no to get to, payment. yeah, what I'm trying to get to, Brian Stanley, is where you go from here in the Public Accounts Committee, because responsibility, McCann Fitzgerald clearly said in their report, uh, for that lies with RT. It does, and I think that uh, you know while while this happened, 
uh, the period that this happened in, you know, is back four years ago. We have the situation as well with Rory Coveney. Uh, and this is this is nearly worse because this actually happened as all of the scandals in RT were were being poured out on the table and the Public Accounts Committee and others were pulling it apart and getting a look at what was going on. Uh, and here you have in the middle of that, you have Rory Coveney um, resigned, left, and apparently we know now that he got a, he got an exit package that should be revealed. All of the information, and you know, if if um, you know, there have been some welcome changes made by the new executive in RTE, Kevin Backhorst, so I acknowledge that. But the, you know, it's a mistake to enter into uh, confidentiality clauses or to have confidentiality clauses around any of these matters. I know, but do we know what was entered into? All we know at this stage is is what Kevin Backhurst has said is that he's he's restrained uh, by legal requirements from revealing details, but that he is uh, seeking additional legal advice at this stage. Well, we hear, all we can do is read between the lines and that's some of the information that we need. What was the nature of those deals? What was the confidentiality? It would seem like there was some kind of confidentiality clauses. Um, I, I, you know, and the public are, like, public are left guessing here. But the facts are is, is that there shouldn't be a legal impediment to that. You know, there should be no problem with it. I mean, this this is not a secret society. This is the public sector broadcaster mm-hmm. uh, being funded by the public. And, you know, the ordinary workers in RTE, you know, had, had a, they faced, when they faced redundancy, they faced a completely different situation. But these weren't redundant posts. These were people exiting, voluntary mm-hmm. exiting. And the point here is is that, you know, it's not as if it's an ordinary redundancy situation. There's a, there's a moral obligation for it all to be put on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's not so- confidentiality clauses... Um, you know, that needs to be checked out and legally. And if there are confidentiality clauses, what then? Well, that presents a real problem, but I think that this needs to be test, fully tested legally. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly from our point of view in the Public Accounts Committee, we'll be taking our own legal advice on this. But so what, what I would say you, to you is this be, is... Just on that then, and, and let's stay with the Public Accounts Committee and what you can and cannot do. Uh, this issue of compelability, I mean, there are a number of people that you have wanted to talk to from the get-go. You've wanted to talk to D Forbes, you've wanted to talk to a number of other people, um, whether because of uh, claiming distress or health issues they have been uh, unable to to come before you. Uh, How are you going to get around that? Well, there's a number of categories of people because you've Mm -hmm. O'Keefe, his former director general, you have Rory Coveney, who refused to come. He's director of strategy, who uh, Maya Doherty, she couldn't attend, as you understand it, for family reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Richard Collins, as I understand She did attend, as did Rory Coveney, in the past. In the past, in the past, but refused to attend. Now, Richard Collins, as you understand, refused and I hope I have that right. Yeah. And uh, J- Jim Jennings, uh, as you understand, there may be health issues there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't, I mean, I, I can't override um, uh, somebody's medical mm-hmm. certificate. You know, we have taken legal advice and that we yeah. have received are you, information. Yeah. Are you going to look but, at compatibility? It's, it's one option open to us and the Committee on Public Accounts has sought to extend a remit in regard to those matters. And that's before what's called the Committee for Remit and Oversight in the Dáil. Uh, which, you know, oversees the running of the dawn on behalf of the houses of the Oireachtas. That's in their hands at the moment, and we await that decision. But what I do think, what I'm anxious to do, I was hoping to have that we, we would have wrapped up our reports by now, that, uh, you know, that we have strong recommendations for RTE, that we could see the changes happening and move on. But because of the drip feed of information, eight months later, we're in this situation. So what I want to say to you is this, and to the public, is that from... From uh, from our point of view, and I'm trying to reflect, 
you know, the members of the committee are anxious to move on with this. Mm. From our point of view, we have to balance time and we have to balance what's achievable here. And we're anxious to report as soon as possible, but we will be uh, seeking to use any powers that we have, you know, within the within the, the parameters of the legalities and common sense, because we do have to try and make to, sure... Yeah. There's a lot to chew over it, there, it, though, it, isn't there? And a lot of steps it, before. It, it sounds like there's a lot of steps before even uh, you can re- reconvene again. You, I mean, Kevin Backhurst will come before you. He has never uh, shirked doing that. The the new chair of the, the board uh, will come before you. She hasn't shirked that. Uh, but it's the others you need, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's the missing people. Um, and I said that to somebody yesterday in private conversation, it's the missing people who need to be in. Mm. But which or whether, what I would say to you about it is this, Mary, is that, you know, given the information that we have extracted, given the Grant Thornton report, the various other reports, uh, the McCann Fitzgerald report on, on the goodbye packages, um, you know, or voluntary exit packages, as you're called, given those, you know, we have a lot of the information that we need. It's fairly clear what happened. I think that it would be useful for those people, for the missing people to come in and let's hear their side of the story. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a they obviously have a tale to tell. Uh, I'd certainly like to hear it and that should be available to them yeah. anytime in the future. See, but but, yeah, but I do think as well that there, there's a situation here that has evolved that uh, as this was being, as the scandals in RTE uh, came out, it was clear and it's been clear for a good time before that that there was problems, a lot of problems in RTE and I, I, I don't want to be factional about this, but there was a lack of oversight here by the Minister and by the Department. Uh, you know, the Minister saying that she only found out, I think, yesterday. The Minister is the shareholder on behalf of the public, on behalf of the citizens of this country in RTE. It would seem to be a very hands-off situation that has been taken here. And while I, while I don't expect a Minister to be out pulling the levers in semi-state companies every day of the week uh, or get involved in hiring and firing or the minute of the management yeah. of them. I do think it's important that the ministers ministers meet more often with the with the um the boards, with the chairs of the boards mm. of semi states, that they do touch base as well with the with the Director General and the chair of the boards, because uh, one of the things that has surprised me over the last thirteen or fourteen years is um the lack of uh, the lack of contact uh between ministers, senior ministers and those semi-state companies that come under the yeah. remit. As you know, um, Catherine Martin, I know you've, you've pointed it out there, but she did say, you know, her relationship is with the chair of the board. It's not for the media minister to interfere in operational matters with the DG. You know, there are correct. very clear lines. That, that, that is correct, but so, it, was clear, it was clear to me going back three years ago mm-hmm. uh, at the first appearance of RT before the Public Accounts Committee, that all was not well there in terms of governance there. Um, but because it's not audited by the CNAG, the Control and General, it doesn't come directly mm-hmm. under the Public Accounts and Committee. And there's a lot of wider of issues the there in terms of the future uh, public accounts and, and political oversight, as you're calling it there, in terms of the, the Minister and RT. What about your own committee, though? Um, you want to produce a report. You were going to make a recommendation. We know what Sinn Féin wants to do as regards public service broadcasting. You're in favour of direct exchequer funding but does the PAC committee intend making a recommendation? The PAC, the PAC committee will be making a recommendation we have a, we have a report drafted and could I say this to you you know from a Sinn Féin point of view we produced a bill back last year to bring RT back under the, the back under the auditing uh, procedures of the CNAG in other words the control mm-hmm. and general would audit it that would give the public accounts committee direct uh, direct oversight of matters at RT 
that was there up to the mid-1990s and the, the legislation was changed then. Sinn Féin believe that needs to be changed back. I mm-hmm. think there's a growing number of people now that agree with us. Um, and uh, that is in our, I can confirm to you that that is in our, in our uh, draft report. In, I don't in, want to say too much the, more about it. Sorry, just to be clear, Brian Stanley, are you saying that that recommendation is in the draft report of the Public Accounts Committee? It is. Uh, now, that draft report has to be signed off on by members. Um, we wanted to, and, um, you know, I want to try and reflect the members' views on this of all parties. We wanted to have this completed months ago, uh, but because of this trip feed of information, this is what's held us up. Uh, but that is one of the that is one of the central issues in it uh, to be addressed. Is that it would be, that RT and one of the central recommendations is that it would be brought back under the remit of the control and Auditor General. Uh, in other words, that there would be a double audit, uh, and the Public Accounts Committee would have clear oversight of what is going on there. And just okay. for the public, from the public's point of view, I mean, the Public Accounts Committee since this started in RTE, I was just thinking this morning that we've dealt with up to twenty five other, mm-hmm. uh, twenty five other different bodies and government departments and everything else, you know. So this issue has been, you know, has been going on all the time. But what I would say is that mm-hmm. all of the other bodies were dealt with with some level of satisfaction. This RTE business, the reason this is dragged out, is because of this way, because of the way the information has been drip fed out to us. Okay. And that has to stop. And, and it would, I called this morning again on RTE that all of the information, all and everything should now be put on the table, all of the dirty linen, so as we can have a clean sweep okay. and move on. There we must leave it. Brian Stanley, Chair of the Public Accounts Committee.